Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina and this is the podcast where we talk all about that. Past lives, our connection to our soul, the divine, and I guess this episode falls in that divine category, kind of like all that energy that's like beautiful, faded, working with us to move us down our life path into the life that we came here to create. So today I am going to let you all listen in on my birth chart reading from Meredith McCowan from Earthling Astrology. Now you all, if you if this is your very first podcast episode, you're going to hear a lot from Meredith if you choose. If you've been here a while, you know Meredith, you probably love her just as much as I do, if that's possible. And um, a little bit of a history. So I, astrology has, I don't know, like I was a kid who was reading like teen magazines and looking at my horoscope. Typically my horoscope never made any sense. I never felt like a Libra. Libra is my sun sign. Until I started digging in a little bit more. And I'm trying to think of when I started digging in a little bit more. And I pretty sure what spurred me to dig in a little bit more to astrology, if I jog my memory and think back, I was in an acupuncture session working with an acupuncturist and she was talking about astrology and how she had a friend who is an astrologer and had really kind of opened her eyes to things and I didn't know much about astrology and what she was saying was kind of blowing my mind. So I was like, I need to schedule a session with this woman. So I had a session with this astrologer. This was, I don't know how many years ago. And she did my birth chart. It's my understanding that maybe like the first, I don't know, actually. I was going to say my understanding of how an astrology reading goes. No, I have no understanding. (laughs) Here's how I did it. I was interested. So I just wanted to know kind of like the basics, the foundation. Oh, I was also at a time in my life where I was like pivoting. Uh, I had just kind of closed down or was thinking about closing down my wellness consulting company and uh, was unsure what I was going to do next. And so astrology was just another tool that I was grabbing for like understanding myself in order to make better decisions because I just also always have an entrepreneurial drive to the point where sometimes in the past, I have wished I hadn't. I wished I was someone who could just like get up, go to a job, have a good time at the job, come home, do life, go to bed and wake up and do it all over again. But that, for whatever reason, is kind of my personal hell. So I was just grasping at all of these tools. Past life regression, of course, was in there. It had been in there years before. Uh, but I was grabbing at these tools to just really understand myself better. And astrology has really opened up just this um, very affirming alternate way for me to explore myself, reflect on myself, rediscover myself, reacquaint myself with what I believe is the reasons I picked this life in this body with this birthday and this family (laughs) and these interests. So uh, naturally, I just went down that path. So I had an astrologer do my birth chart. It was very illuminating. It was amazing to me that she could know things about my childhood based on the stars. It was wild to me. Then for a couple years after that, I went back just every year to this astrologer and would just do like a forecast. What's the forecast for the next year? And I would usually have a couple questions specifically because uh, I'm in a partnership that I'm happy with and because I don't have kids and I do a really good job of like keeping toxic people away or at least at arm's length from me. Really the biggest thing that I have a lot of questions about is entrepreneurship. Just because uh, it's my understanding that in my experience that my entrepreneurial path is so much different than anyone else's and the best way for me to get guidance and wisdom is to go within basically built my wellness business by seeking every form of external 
validation, affirmation, ideas, tell me where to go, tell me the strategy. And it just did not, it worked on some level. But in terms of Gina waking up, feeling happy, getting ready to go to work, that did not work. So I really wanted to, when I was in that transition phase between wellness and what was I gonna do next, which turns out to be past life regression, I really wanted to like, the next thing I do, I'm not gonna wake up in five years and be like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> because as a, a person without children, like essentially my work is like this big part of my life. I think it's a big part of many of our lives. I, I think that's why a lot of my clients come and they're like, I don't know, I just feel unfulfilled by my work. And everybody's got a different reason and a different follow-up plan for that. But what I do know from watching so many clients is that we do not go wrong when we tune in inward, shift our focus inward, and see what feels right, what feels off, what feels good, what feels scary in a bad way, what feels scary in a way where I'm like, I'm going to uncover this fear. I don't want this anymore. It's really about going within, learning, observing, discerning, exploring, all of that. And astrology was really, uh, came into my life at a time when I really fucking needed that. And it was so impactful, I think, because I had such a limited view on what astrology was. It was like, you know, the horoscopes in Teen Magazine or like the horoscopes in the newspaper that my dad always reads to me. And it's always so funny because my dad and I are completely, we are so different. I think on some levels we're a lot alike, but outwardly we're very, very different. And it's almost like when I am with him and he has a newspaper, he always opens the horoscopes, which is kind of funny, just knowing who he is. And then he always goes, let's see, let's see, Gemini, Gemini, <laughs> he's a Gemini. And then he'll read it. And then I'll be like, does that sound accurate? And he'll be like, yeah, I think so. And then he'll go, okay, what are you again? Because the man cannot remember birthdays. And so I'll say, I'm a Libra. And he'll read it. And what's so funny is whatever comes through on that Libra horoscope is like this, um, it's always like messaging that's almost <laughs> like, oh, that's a part of myself I don't necessarily want you to see. And like the horoscope is like shining a light on it. So I think that it is, it's so funny. And when I sit back and look at it from more of a, spiritual divine timing slash free will slash reincarnating reincarnation it's funny to me to look back and see how it has shown up in my lives my life probably lives actually but this life as gina and how it has really pushed me down a path okay so uh i don't know a little over a year ago when quarantine pandemic kind of hit uh ashley sondergaard friend of this podcast, host of the Yoga Magic podcast. She uh, ran a workshop that was great. It was like self-care for the signs. And she did some yoga and some self-care stuff. And then Meredith was there and she did some kind of like one-on-one, -on -one, five or 10 minute astrology readings. Like if you had a specific question or just in general, what stood out on my chart, she also said that. So that was my first introduction to Meredith and I, she blew my fucking mind because the amount of information that she had on like past life stuff, karmic stuff, karmic cycles, contracts, skipped steps between people, which is essentially in my understanding, like a contract that wasn't fulfilled in a past life. Now you got to do it in this life if you want free will. And she also talked about life path stuff. Um, you know, kind of what we came in this life with in terms of the past life energy we've mastered and in response to that, what are we reaching for, rising for, growing toward in this life? With Meredith's explanation of the south node in the birth chart and how that's kind of like the past life energy that we're bringing into this life, things we've mastered, things that come natural to us, and then that north node is essentially like 
the karmic plan or like the soul contract for growth in this life, kind of where we're heading. And, and for me, if I'm coming in with Aquarius energy, then the opposite would be Leo energy. And Leo is very much like the star of the show, the celebrity, the center of attention, look at me, all of that stuff. And that is not, not who I am, not at all. Uh, and I'm actually way more comfortable like on the sidelines or working behind the scenes. I, I do like validation and affirmation from the people around me. Like whenever someone's like, hey, I listen to your podcast and I love it. Like, of course, I love that. Like that makes my soul just so excited. But the idea of like what that really means of like, okay, people are watching you, people have their assumptions about you, people are observing you, that stuff makes me so uncomfortable. And in the way I think personally, maybe this w wouldn't work for you, but the way I think personally is this sense of like, it knowing that, knowing that I came into this life with that Aquarius energy, and when I hear about what that means, that makes so much sense to me. And it's like, ah, that's why that makes sense. And as someone who has done many, many past life regressions, like I have been the client in the chair over 30 times. I don't, I don't know how many past lives I've seen, uh, but I can tell you that that is a theme, that Aquarian energy is a theme in my past lives. And it just makes me feel a little bit better when I hear that, oh, I'm here to develop these skills or develop a comfort level, a mastery around that kind of Leo energy in the sky, that center of attention, look at me, everybody's directed that way. And that makes me feel good because it's like, okay, it's affirmation on some level that somewhere in me, I would have the ability to do that, to be that, to get comfortable in that space. And because I love being focused and working towards something um, in my own chaotic way, I, that, that focuses me and goes, oh, that's not just uncomfortable. That's, that's just not something that's confusing and something I hate. It's actually something I can get curious about. Like, what would that look, look like for me? And, wh and what do I need? to feel safe and grounded and nourished and peaceful and and being able to look at it in terms of, ooh, I don't know what this is, but it feels like shit. And instead being like, oh, I think I know what this is. I think this is actually something I'm here to develop. And how can I do that? Well, when I feel like I'm being observed, this is how I feel. Or I like being around people, but they're incredibly draining to me. And it's like, both are true. It's not that I don't like being around people. It's that they're really draining to me. And it's like, kind of like that balance, the Leo and the Aquarian. Like the Aquarian kind of needs more of that cave and Leo needs more of those people. So it's just like understanding these dynamics within me that have previously been frustrating, confusing, whether on like a conscious level or just this subconscious kind of background friction that just doesn't make me feel totally comfortable. That's a really long explanation of why I like astrology and, and how I got on Meredith. So I've had a number of readings in the past year from Meredith. I've taken specific, um, I've bought in sessions for friends and sat in on those. I've taken specific relationships. I think she calls it a synergistic synergy report where you can take your birth time, your birth date and location, and then someone else's and see what that means for your relationship. I cannot recommend her enough. And I, I've gotten feedback from listeners and I've gotten feedback from Meredith that so many of you listeners have signed up and done a session with her. And that makes me so happy to know like, you not only like me, but you like Meredith. We would get along so well. Like we're already friends. We just haven't met yet. <laughs> okay. So the reason why I'm, I'm uh, that I am showcasing my birth chart episode with Meredith just be, or session with Meredith in this episode because I've had so many listeners tell me that my conversations with Meredith and Ashley are 
actually like their introduction to astrology. And so because I feel like I'm new at it, I wanted to take you all with. So Meredith starts out the birth chart reading with a sun moon rising information. So she talks about my Libra sun, what the sun means, what Libra sun means, moon, what that means, your rising sign, what that means. And even though, of course, this is like all relative to my birth date, time and location, I like it because if you're anything like me, whenever I listen to someone else's astrology, I'll be like, oh, that planet? Okay, where's that planet for me? Okay, I wonder what that means. Or I'll Google, what does this planet in this house mean? Or what does this sign in this house mean? And so use it for yourself, like entertainment. Hopefully you find this entertaining to get a little, I don't know, pull back on the curtain on who I am. But also for you to be able to use it as a jumping off point to understand your own kind of cosmic makeup and what that means. Uh, And as I mentioned in every astrology episode, I think my favorite way to get a birth chart is to go to Chani Nicholas's site. So it's C-H-A-N-I nicholas.com. And I have it linked in the show notes as well. So go get yours. It's a free download. She sends it to your email address. And if you're super snoopy like me, (laughs) if you have people in your life, doesn't matter if they're like an acquaintance or a lover or a friend or a kid, I personally like to uh, go to Channy's website and I always put my name and email address in there and then I'll put someone else's birth date, time, location. So then that way I can kind of, I don't know, get a get a read on this person and kind of flex my own astrology reading muscles. And maybe that's, um, maybe that's kind of like shysty or <laughs> I don't know, is that unethical on some reason? I'm not sharing it with anyone. Uh, and I, and most people I do tell them what I'm doing. There's a couple people who I have not told them why I need that information because I know they'd be like, wah. And it's like, you don't need to know I'm doing this for us. I'm doing this so I don't have to end this relationship. I can figure you out. Okay. So Meredith talks about sun, moon rising. Um, she talks about what that means to me, but then like in the different houses and what that can mean. So again, use this as a jumping off point for your own birth chart and just kind of analysis like that. Some other things that we go into, we have, uh, I ask her and we talk a little bit about questions around twins and their birth charts. I'm a twin and what that all means. And let me know either on Instagram or hit reply to one of my emails. Let me know if you want me to do an episode. I think my twin would be open to it. And I know Meredith would be open to it, but let me know if you want like a twin kind of synergistic report. I'm interested in it. I'm going to do it. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but if I do it, you all know I'm going to record it. You all know I'm going to keep it. So if you want to hear it, let me know. We also touch on like career job work stuff for me. And Meredith gives a really good... (laughs) Astrology report as to why I was an awful corporate employee, (laughs) which I thought was so dead on and just really interesting. And again, right there, it makes me feel like, oh, I come by this like honestly, right? Like this is my constitution that I chose. It's not that I'm like terrible at my job or have a problem with authority that's, well, I do have a problem with authority, but I think that's a different issue. But it was really just instead of thinking that I was not enough or not good enough for a job like that, it's really just like, that's just not who you are. Like, there are people who are good at that, people who enjoy that, people who are able to easily put up with it for other reasons. You are not any of them. And that's okay. (laughs) Uh, We also talked about just how, what I thought was cool was Meredith mentions how she speaks to past lives in the chart. Like I talked about bringing in that past life energy or having past life connections, karmic things with other people and how she can see that in the chart. But what I think is so cool is how she said that more and more of her clients are people who have experienced a past life regression or in some other way have experienced or heard about or know about 
their past lives, whether it's just like one or many of them. But she said it's really, really interesting getting more and more clients who have had past life regressions and and how those past life experiences always match up with the past life energy and symbols in the astrology natal chart or birth chart. So cool, you guys. Ugh. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to talk about this intro is so long, but I think we needed it. Another thing I want to call out and just like a gentle reminder. If you are someone who uh, has a recording of a birth chart session or a different astrology forecast or even ooh, like another a fun astrology forecast that I've gotten from Meredith that I plan on doing this year again is my solar return. You can do your solar return and it's essentially... Um, like a birthday reading, kind of like what's the forecast for the next upcoming year. And mine was actually pretty interesting. It was really interesting to go back and re-listen to this birth chart episode because we recorded it in March. So just a gentle reminder, I learned, I re-remembered and learned things and was able to see different parts of Meredith and my conversation and it just took on a different meaning and it took on different memory and took on different feeling uh, listening to it you know two three months later so let that be your little nudge if you have a recording of a session and you're like maybe I should listen to it again I think you should <laughs> you know I'm a big fan of that okay if you listen to this and you're like, this is amazing, I need a session with Meredith, you can go to earthlingastrology.com and schedule your session there or go there and hop over to her Instagram, get on her email list. You can look at all the other services that she offers because she offers a number of different things. And you can also uh, reach out to her on her website if you're like, I want a session, but I don't know what kind of session. She'll kind of work with you on that too. She is amazing. And... Of course, if you listen to these podcast episodes and you're like thinking you want a past life regression, maybe you've had a past life regression with me, maybe you want a life between lives or a spirit guide session. If you get to the end of this episode and you're wondering where to go to next or you want to learn more, head over to my website, pastlivesandthedivine.com and you can learn more about the one-on-one -on -one sessions I do, completely customized to you, your intentions, your questions, your journey. You can also, while you're over at my website, you can also peruse the shop to find more healing tracks and um, more specific at-home journeys. And make sure you hop on that email list if you're not on it yet. You can find that on the bottom of every page on my website. Enter your email address and you'll be on the email list. And every Friday I send an email that talks about new podcast episodes, upcoming gatherings, workshops, classes, early registration to these events that often sell out. Thankfully, I'm so happy. And all of that is in the show notes below. Okay, are you all ready? Have I talked enough about astrology and Meredith and how great they are? <laughs> all right, gather around the fire for my birth chart reading with astrologer Meredith from Earthling Astrology. Good. <laughs> well, we'll start with your Libra. Um, so the sun sign in astrology uh, simply is our symbolic of our ego, our identity, our life force itself. The sun wants to shine. So we shine doing our sun sign traits. And of course, Libras are the relationship people of the zodiac. So you shine, particularly working one on one with people. Um, let yeah. me ask you this, Libras, uh, you got some other stuff in the chart that would counterbalance this, but Libras usually crave partnership or feel more comfortable when they have a BFF or a partner in crime. They report that they feel a little bit shaky or unstable if they just go rogue. However, you have an Aries moon, so that's going to counterbalance that a little bit, but yeah. you have way more Libra than you do Aries. <laughs> so seeing how that plays out in your history. Yeah, I would say... Um, what's so interesting is I just did a life between lives. And one of the reasons I picked being a twin is because I didn't want to be alone in the, like, I wanted to be like partnered essentially from like 
as early as I could. And I will say like, even, uh, even though, yeah, like being partnered, I'm able to like feel safe, I guess. And so then I can like do more, if that makes sense. I don't know. Do more healing, just like be more adventurous in the world. And what I'm looking at, like your chart, um, your, on an ego level, you want that partner. Um, The moon sign is more of our soul level. Like it's unconscious. It's, we don't really have access to it. It's more that intuitive kind of energy. And as a soul level, you are an individual, you're fiery. Um, I feel like your soul has um, got some kind of comfort level of being embodied, like incarnate. I feel like with an Aries moon, like your soul's like, okay, I figured out the physical dimension. Um, I figured out the self. And this lifetime, um, I know we've talked about the 12th house in the pod a little bit, but you're a 12th house sun sign, which means on an ego level, you're here to explore that non-physical realm. Um, You know what I mean? Like your ego almost craves um, non-ego things. (laughs) Um, I think of the 12th house as like dissolution of the ego and your symbol for ego is in the part of the chart for there is no ego. (laughs) So that's kind of a mind fuck. Um, but, and then you're born, like you said, I think we talked last time on a full moon, the theory, uh, in evolutionary astrology, one of them is that full moon people have been repeating things for lifetimes. And this is the lifetime to kind of find that balance and stop repeating whatever it is you've been repeating. And your chart is all about relationships with other people. So, um, you know, I, we know we've talked about your karmic wound being in the part of the chart for relationships. So there's a wound there that needs healing. You've got the Aries moon, which is a sign of the self, the Libra sun, which is a sign of partnership. Like how do you balance this teeter totter in your life? Um, the me and the we basically. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. And I think we actually talked about it. I don't know when we talked about it actually, but it's like, I see a lot of my growth comes in response to how other people react to me, perceive me, hold space for me, whatever. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like I I see that, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. What you're describing to me is Chiron in your chart, which is that wounded healer. And the only way we heal this wound, and again, yours is in the relationship part of the chart, is by healing others. So it's like a reciprocal. Um, So you said growth, so growth and healing. While you work with others and their growth and their healing, they're also healing you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a vice versa. They are hand in hand. Um, Aries, uh, you're also here to create, um, have fun, (laughs) uh, be... I don't know, and have fun while you create something and then own it. So the Aries moon played in, I think, to your previous life as a trainer. Um, you know, that's that competitive nature, yes. fire nature. Your body needs to move. Anybody with Aries energy needs to move. Um, and you might not even know where your energy comes from sometimes because that moon sign, again, is so kind of unconscious on a soul level. Uh, also symbolic of our own mother. That doesn't mean your mom is an Aries, but she probably has some Aries traits. So Aries is me, 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 me. And that's mom in your chart. And Libra, your sun sign is more, we're a we. There's other people. <laughs> uh, you got to yeah. see past your own nose kind of thing. Um, and then your, you know, kind of full moon balance would take some time to figure out how to like make that, I always use my teeter-totter analogy, where it's not one person has taken up the whole show. So in your lifetime, you'd have to like really work hard on keeping your individual identity within partnership. Cause as that Libra people pleasing nature comes out, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, Libra is also the most indecisive sign of the Zodiac. Um, so kind of like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Oh, that sounds good. Whatever. Like, you know, kind of like taking the back seat, but that Aries moon is going to call you eventually like, wait, wait, what do I want to do? <laughs> um, and make it yeah. more self-care. Yeah, I feel like I'm like at that point, or I guess it's been growing, but that thing of like, okay, what do I need? But like, really, what do I need? What's other people's shit? And like, what do I really need? I hear from Libras all the time that they have trouble saying no, and they feel guilty um, if they say no, if somebody asks them for something. And again, that Aries is going to counterbalance that a little bit in your chart, but you do have way more Libra. So there is a part of you that really will give your all to other people, sometimes the detriment of yourself. Yeah. Um, 
or maybe so more in the past. Yeah, I would. Yes, 100% more so in the past. And it was really like hemorrhaged through my people pleasing where it's like mm. my codependence isn't like I want you to have an amazing life like I want everyone to but like it's more how can I keep you fucking happy so I can get the fuck out of here right now you know <laughs> like I just I don't want to deal with anything which is not how you create great relationships in your life oh, um, so, so I used to do that strong <laughs> I want to get this over <laughs> with so bye <laughs> so I can do what I want to do interesting <laughs> um okay your um chart is really heavy in the 11th and 12th house this is the collective piece of the pies so you're really wired to bring change to the collective your actions have a ripple effect on the collective you're empathically tied to the collective so if you're feeling you know kind of ups and downs in your moods that could be a spike on the planet that could be a spike in your community that could be going to the grocery store and feeling your throat close up whatever it is for you like you're just really tied to the collective um which I think you I see that with your podcast just how popular it is like you your voice reaches corners of the world that made me fall off my chair so I think you're doing it right. <laughs> Like you are, you're getting there. You are having a ripple effect. Um, and then I think the full moon will actually give you more power because it illuminates. Uh, the full moon always illuminates something. Uh, you know, the moon does not shine its own light. It reflects light. So yeah. you're here to kind of reflect uh, to the collective, the, the light of the self almost and the secrets of the self, which would be that Aries moon. Whoa, that's really cool. Wow. And then the rising sign. So just a refresher, this is the sign that was rising on the horizon the moment you took your first breath. It's symbolic of the energy you are pumping out to the universe. It's people's first impression of you. So when you walk into a party, what is the mask that you're wearing? How, what's your personality at that party versus what are you on the couch at home? So Gina, tell me, what are some things you've heard from friends or coworkers or partners or lovers about what they thought of you when they first laid eyes on you, if you can think of anything. What I hear a lot from Scorpio is like kind of intimidating. Kind yes, of like that's mysterious. exactly what I was going to say. Was it really? So you've been told Even, that you're intimidating. Yes. Yeah. And that probably but, surprised your Libra nest. You're like, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But then I started to get good at like using it when I need to. <laughs> What, but, yeah. I, what I've noticed about Scorpio, so Scorpio is a water sign, very uh, like wizard skills. I think of Scorpio as like wizard kind of stuff. You can read people, I think, when you first walk into a room, but they can't read you. Scorpio is a mystery sign of the Zodiac. So you can pick up on the vibe, you can pick up on people's energy, but you are just kind of a mystery. Uh, I think that Scorpio mask is uh, intimidating because people can't quite get to your energy but once they get to yes. know you better that Aries moon is and Libra sun's going to show up but not until you're more comfortable with people the rising sign is on full display until we're cozy yeah I used to get that at work a lot and I was like in a kind of like a customer service role like managing fitness centers you know you got to be like <laughs> your group exercise instructor it's not going to be you know down in the dumps but uh but I would get that a lot where people were like, well, I was actually kind of scared to approach you. Like, oh, really? That's a Scorpio Weird. rising. And I hear that. Uh, I just did a reading last week for a Scorpio rising and I was super intimidated by this person. And then as soon as I sat down with them, I'm like, oh, you're really fucking cool. <laughs> like that Scorpio <laughs> vibes. I'm like, oh man, it feels like impenetrable. But then they're like super awesome. It's, 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 it's like a, a wall almost or like a force field. I kind of, and it's like, I can't yeah. get, yeah. And I haven't met you in person yet. So I wonder, I'm so kind weird. of like thinking these days, like how does a rising sign show up on Zoom versus like in a room with someone? Because we're oh. Zooming in our own homes. So are we a little bit more comfortable talking to people, meeting them in our own homes? And I'm wondering if the rising sign isn't as strong. Because I never felt that um, intimidation by you or anything like that, but maybe we're soul sisters anyway. But yeah, I wonder if like yeah. how different would have been um, meeting people in person <laughs> versus Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, interesting theory I, to play with. Yeah, that is really interesting. Okay, cool. So, um, oh, go ahead. I have a question before you move on from sun, moon, rising. Yeah, I have a it. question about them. Yep. Do you want me to it. do it now? Mm -hmm. Okay. So my question is, is like how quickly does does the sky change? So you and I talked a little bit about this because I'm a twin and we were 15 minutes apart. So it's like 
how does that mean I know that that doesn't mean she has a different sun sign but like how often does the rising sign change how often does the moon sign change or even like my parents I'm like when what time were you born and no one can remember right and their parents you know had 50 kids so they're like yeah Yeah. time I barely remember your birthday what's your name (laughs) which one are you again great question (laughs) of course the sun changes signs about once a month because we have 12 signs of the zodiac in 12 months per year the moon changes signs every two two and a half days um so you know every libra sun is not going to have an aries moon you know you might everyone there's one okay yeah yeah so every um two two and a half days the rising sign depending on the sign changes every hour or two so this is where the twin charts get really interesting to kind of hammer out you can break things so there's 30 degrees in every sign and every degree has 60 minutes so you can break it down what is 30 times 60 you can break it down to the smallest of bits and you can look at stars which star was rising on the horizon when you were born versus your twin 15 minutes later i guarantee a different star was rising so it's kind of crazy what you can do with twin charts and i'm not super well versed in them but i've been finding more and more twins and breaking them down and i think i told you on your pod last time i'm convinced my dad and his brother were switched one of them is older and they were told the other one was older their whole life it's so crazy. That was the Aries episode of our mm-hmm. astro self-care. Uh, yeah. And I want to do like a deep dive like that with my twin sister and me. So I'll yeah, I would need to do, to do some prep work and then get, I don't know if she's 15 <laughs> older or younger minutes. Um, pretty sure you're she's both younger. Scorpio, right? She's younger. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's, I found um, Aries, anybody with Aries in their chart that is a twin, struggles a little bit more than other twins I found and not this isn't bad or good but Aries is the sign of the self um so I would assume one of you is more of the Libra and one of you is more of the Aries or maybe you kind of switch off (laughs) who is doing what but Aries is like I'm me I don't want but then Libra's like I'm a we so you have this very interesting chart for a twin I think oh yeah yeah okay so I, I think that it's kind of like give and take uh, of like, sometimes I'm more the Libra, sometimes she's more the Aries. And we, and I think you said um, in our recording for the Aries episode was like, oh, well, maybe she's more like the Libra just because of like her daily work, right? And mine is entrepreneurship. So that's more the Aries. But even since you and I had that discussion, I've just been thinking about it. And it's interesting to see like, in my interpretation, it's like, oh, I'm more like this when she's more like that. And just to see kind of how those opposites play out in yeah. so many different situations. I've been yep. thinking about it so much. So not only do you, you know, have that sun and moon to kind of push pull each other with, but you split the whole chart. There's a theory that one twin will do this half of the chart and the other twin will do this. Um, but I've seen twin, I have a best friend that is a twin. And I noticed, I don't know who's older, but you know, one twin had a baby first, then the other had a baby. One got married, one got divorced. So their, their life things are happening at the same time, just like months, six to 12 months apart. Uh, oh, and that's wow. based on the birth time. So minutes can turn into years in astrology. So 15 minutes is a really big actually gap for twins because most of them are a minute or two apart these days with C-sections. And I assume you were a natural birth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. When you put it like that, like, yeah, 15 minutes is. Yeah. Yeah. So Ooh, your life okay. events will maybe line up, um, same themes kind of going on in your lives, but just maybe months apart, um, kind yep. of writing different yeah. waves together. Oh, cool. Okay. Any other questions about the sun, moon rising? Otherwise I'll kind of pull out some other fascinating oh. stuff in your chart. So my question is, if I, like for my parents or say someone listening is like, uh, I don't know the time of my birth, but I know like where in the day, what can you gather from that? Like they won't be able to do their rising sign, but they can do their sun and moon. Most of the time I can do the moon unless the moon changed signs the day they were born because the moon changes signs every two days. So what I tell people and- If you were born in a hospital, the government knows what time you were born. 
For whatever reason, really? sometimes they don't put it on the birth certificate. And what I tell people is look up the county of your birth and find the birth and death records. It's like county of vital statistics sometimes or county birth record of the county. And now that more people are working from home, people that work for the government are having better days at work and they might give you your birth time <laughs> over the phone. If not, you might have to send in 13 bucks or something to get a certified copy of your birth certificate with that time on there. Once in a while, even if they're born in a hospital, I hear, you know, they, the hospital was destroyed, it was burned to the ground, all the records are gone. So sometimes uh, I can't get that birth time and I, you know, work with a psychic, sometimes she can get a hit about it. And I work with a pendulum, okay. kind of like, is this person a Libra rising? Is this person a Scorpio rising? I've been kind of working with a pendulum, but there are oh, astrologers wow. that do chart rectification, I think it's called, and they will interview you and piece together your birth chart based on kind of their work. And I have mad respect for that. Cause I think that would be difficult and hard, but Whoa. people get good at it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. I'm so glad I asked that. Cause I would have never thought to like that County records would have that information. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. so like my husband was born at home, but somebody did write down the time he was born so that, you know, and more and more people are doing the home thing, but yeah, I think for yeah. some reason you gotta put that on the birth certificate. Okay. Um, all right. Do you want to, let's see, let me just start talking and then you tell me if yeah, perfect. <laughs> this is good. Um, I want to actually hit your first house of the birth chart. And this is um, kind of represent this, the, the rising sign starts it. So your first house is more kind of indicative of yourself. Um, things that yourself you're here to learn and um, you got some energy in this part of the chart and again Aries moon so there's a lot of like self-work to do in this lifetime you were born with mercury I'm sure you've heard of mercury retrograde um, yep. you were born with mercury station which is even more rare than retrograde and what that means and I didn't actually look at your chart um, to see if it was moving starting to move backwards or forwards when you were born but what it does is like mercury stopped in the sky when you were born it was not moving usually mercury is like buzzing by and then retrograde it starts to move backwards but when you were born mercury stopped and it was either about to move forwards or about to move backwards and that's super rare it only lasts about 24 hours um, and it's not Whoa. that Mercury stops in the sky. It's just based on where we are in the sun and how it looks from our perspective on Earth. So this means um, Mercury is a planet of communication. And maybe you can tell me a little bit of how this plays out for you. Um, I yeah. see you being a talker, um, but not necessarily about small talk. Um, you've got Mercury and Scorpio. So you want to talk about some weird fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> And you, you really, and you got Mercury conjunct Uranus, which is the weirdo of the of the sky. So you are here to bring conversations, and it's like your throat chakra. I don't see it necessarily like closed up like I see in other people's charts, but there is a block there almost. But it's like your soul doesn't want to. I don't know. How do you feel about small talk? Let me just stop there and see how you do with like how's the weather today. Oh, I, I mean, I participate when I yeah. have to, but it's not like, it's, it's very draining. Yeah. Is it more like, let's get this over with and get to the juicy stuff. Um, yeah. 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 I see you like, okay, there's a huge thing in your chart. Like you got something to say, the world needs to hear it. It's revolutionary. It's ahead of its time. Right. Um, it's outside of the box. So I think what you're doing right now with the podcast is exactly like where you're supposed to be at least right now, like you're talking about weird stuff, you're talking about deep stuff, you're peeling back the onion layers of human experience. Um, and you're going towards Scorpio uh, energy, which is not everyone can handle that, because <laughs> it's different. It's can get yeah. a little dark, it can get a little uncomfortable. Um, that and again, your podcast is probably most likely not for everybody, which it shouldn't be. But yeah, you're talking right. about topics um, that aren't mainstream which is exactly mm -hmm. what your soul wants to be doing. Does that make sense with all these planets? And oh, houses and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah, that feels, that feels really true. And I guess, so when, well, like, what's the significance of Mercury being stationed? Like, what does that, is that like a communication style? Or like, what do I, what does that mean? It's like you have stamina. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see it's like, Mercury in your chart is like, you probably need to talk things to death, I would guess. Yep. 
um and you're not gonna stop it's like that stationary it's not going backwards or forwards it's like stuck and it's like you need to talk things to death until you don't feel stuck anymore um and maybe that takes years like i have kind of similar signatures and like i will bring things up from three years ago i'm like did i really rehash all of that yet <laughs> like maybe there's more <laughs> maybe there's more to discover and that's how i kind of see your chart too yeah um and you're gonna really vibe with Aquarian people, with uh, Scorpio people and Uranian people. So really like the weirdos of the Zodiac, but weird is getting yeah. more normalized now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the age of Aquarius, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's getting normal. Okay, um, any questions about that? That is a pretty rare and pretty awesome configuration in your chart. And it would be interesting to see if your sister 15 minutes later was on that cusp where Mercury was actually moving and maybe it stopped when you were born. So again, something to explore yeah. in charts. Yeah, because I suppose that 24 hours could have been like ended in the middle of that. Right, right. Where were you on that? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And then want to go into some past life stuff. Um, I know we've done it before, but we can do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. again, of course your past life symbol is Aquarius like mine. So the theory is you've mastered Aquarian energy, which is really cracking into the cosmic code, um, being quirky and independent, unique, kind of don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do my own thing. Um, you need your alone time to recharge. All Aquarius people need a cave, uh, to kind of yeah. like come back to themselves. You've been probably incarnating based on when you, where your past life symbol is in your chart, it's on the IC, which is the bottom of the chart, which is pure midnight um, for people listening. If you put this on the pod, it, it suggests you've been reincarnating with members of your family. The IC is your roots, is where you come from. So you've been reincarnating with Aquarius vibes with members of your own family. And that doesn't mean it could be immediate family. It could be aunts and uncles you've never met, like going back through the generations. So have you done like 23andMe or ancestry.com or any of those yeah okay um it'd be interesting to see if you can i don't know if you could pull that in with that kind of dna technology now but yeah where your past life symbol is it's in the family part of the chart so whoa yeah you've been coming back with some family members or people in your ancestry line i'll log that as a a question in a future past life regression and which family members specifically <laughs> am i reincarnating with and I love your chart because we have like opposite um, stuff. You come from like family energy, like roots. Like you were kind of, I see you like as a medicine woman of the tribe or something. Like you were like more family oriented. This is the life where you're going to go more public. You're going to, like I said, you're going to be seen more. You're heading towards that Leo vibration. And Leo is, look at me. Um, and your Leo soul contract, which is opposite in the chart from the south i call the north node the, the soul contract it's the north node of the moon for anyone listening it's the okay. lunar nodes and you are here to really put yourself out there um and really be seen and i don't know you go big or go home that's kind of yours where i have the opposite i was more public past lives and now i'm more gonna have probably like a cult following so you're gonna have the cult following and it's gonna probably explode if it hasn't already uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I like a good I mean, cult, I though. see TVs. <laughs> I see TV interviews. I see you get on the news. I see you getting called and yeah, it's it's something oh, in your man. lifetime. You're go like I said, go big or go home, free will, free choice on how much you put yourself out there, but it's in the chart. Yeah, that is so that's what I love about it where it's like here's where the energy is. It, because I mean, Meredith do most people have like when you tell them about their north node or life path do they say yeah that's like what i want that's when i hear that it's incredibly freeing because being observed for whatever reason is something that i have to heal and i am like i'm already more comfortable with it but do but i can see where it's like yeah actually what i want for the work that i've been putting out there would be that course right right but like I on hear a personal like, level i'm like oh god <laughs> exactly what i hear they're like oh i want that but you know yes. like i want to yeah. get more comfortable with that um you know i i don't know if i can ever get there like i want to want that i want it to be easy 
Um, yes. So it's oh not God. easy yeah. uh, for you to be seen. You're more comfortable in your tribe. Uh, you're more comfortable in your cave. You're more comfortable with more wallflower energy. But little by little, baby step into the North Node, you'll get more comfortable with being seen. All eyes on you. Um, more comfortable with compliments. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's something Leo likes, like flattering compliments. And you maybe have shied away a little bit from those, um, especially maybe about something you're passionate about. Um, yeah. yeah. And then do you want to, have we done skip steps before? I think we've done those. Okay, let's, let's do it though. Because yeah. I listened to my, the session I did with you in December where it was the solar return. Mm you said something about skipped steps in this year. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just make sure she covers that just because I feel like I don't really have my mind totally wrapped around it and like okay. what it means in general, but also what it means like for me. Yeah. So, yeah. So in evolutionary astrology, a skip step in a nutshell is thought of as you had a soul contract, perhaps a North node thing in a past lifetime and either free will, free choice. You're like, I'm out not doing that. Or you were killed too fast. Uh, I never know the story, but I can read the symbols. And that's why past life regression or Akashic records are so great um, yeah. to kind of figure out more of the story. You can have a you can have a skip step in a birth chart. Not everybody does. I've seen up to five, I think is my record uh, in a birth Whoa. chart. You can have skip steps activated for months or a year of your life. Just something that's like you, maybe you were that age in a past life where you were supposed to do it or you who knows? <laughs> Again, this is all just theory, metaphysical theory. Uh, Gina, you have two skip steps in your birth chart. Um, one is Mercury, which we've already talked about. And it's oh. interesting that Mercury is a skip step and was stationary when you were born. So you were supposed to communicate. This is how I interpret this, but make sure it resonates with you. Okay. You're supposed to communicate something you were supposed to go deep you were supposed to speak your truth you were supposed to say something uh and i'm guessing you've been killed a few times for based on your birth chart mm -hmm. signatures for speaking your truth uh and this in this lifetime it's non-refundable that's how i kind of joke about it like this is a non-refundable soul contract and i think you can check it off your list because i think you're doing it i think you're speaking your truth wow. i think you're being weird i think you're going deep into scorpio waters and and you're doing it um and I didn't really get a story from you about what prompted you to start a podcast. Um, I mean, you were doing this work for a little bit, I think, but like, was, was there a push? Was there like an intuition? Like I must do this. Like, how did that come about? It came about because I well, kind of two things. I had been thinking about it for a while and in that while two things kept coming up and it was like, uh, I want to have more conversations like this. I felt like I was, had been like kind of stepping out of the closet for like a year, like doing hypnosis and stuff like that. Um, just slowly ramping up. And then, so I wanted to have just more conversations and, and that would, that was an easy way to do it alone on a microphone. And then I also, people just didn't really get, like, if they understood what a past life regression was, they were like, but what does that do for me now? So I really wanted to have more conversations, but then also people were like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, you guys are missing out. Oh my God, you're missing out. Yeah, no, I, I think you can check it off and I don't see you stopping. Um, not necessarily stopping the podcast, but like stopping doing this and talking about it the rest of your life. Like this is, it's like yeah. coming out of you. It's going to just ooze out of you and you'll get better and better and better. Um, and weirder and weirder and weirder. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, your other skip step is completely, I don't know if it's tied or anything, but is that it's Chiron, it's your karmic wound. Um, you haven't healed it. Um, and it's looks like it's accumulated over one-on-one -on -one romantic or relationships. Um, and it is stuck. It is in the sign of Taurus, <laughs> the most stuck sign of the Zodiac. So your wound uh, that needs healing, this is DNA cellular memory. Think about who triggers you, gets under your skin for no logical reason. That is kind of past life stuff. Um, or people that fire you up and you're like, I don't know, like 
my example, it's stupid, but like, I like everybody except Minnie Driver. Like, I don't know why she just bothers me. And I'm like, Shima, that must be like my karmic wound. I'm like, oh, she, why? <laughs> so think about that. Like, I think <laughs> we've talked about this before in previous sessions, but your wound uh, is actually a skip step. So that's, that's a heavy one. So what, like, if you were to give an example of that, I mean, obviously if I don't know what that means in my life, I'm assuming you don't have a tangible, but like, what, what could that, what does that mean? Is it like, I think we've already talked about, it. I think you're already doing it. Um, I talked about okay. you healing others and it heals you. Oh, um, got it. Okay. And then think about ex lovers or ex partners. This wound is going to show up there as well. I'm not sure what the wound is carried over from previous lifetimes. You've had enough regressions to know what some of these might be. Um, but it's about healing yourself through work with other people. Uh, that's how you heal this wound and specifically romantic partners. That's kind of emphasized too. Oh, okay. Oh, whoa. That is so crazy. And you are a healer, especially in the area of working one-on-one with people. And it's interesting, even your previous career, you were doing that. So it's like, it's it's how you shine you know Libra shine one-on-one with people but again you're also healing yourself by doing that um yeah I feel that I feel so lucky that I can facilitate the session but even just have a front row seat to someone like getting a life lesson from a past life or getting a message from their spirit guides like even if even if I got nothing, like no knowledge out of it or life acceptance out of it, the, uh, like the thrill of just being in that energy is, it's like, so it's so good for me. I can feel it. I don't even yeah, know how. It's, it's electric. Yeah. It's otherworldly. I think you got some interdimensional help as well. Yes. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, let's see what else. I want to see if my got everything in my notes. Um, anything else you want me to dive in into your birth chart? Uh, we didn't do, I guess, career stuff, uh, or we could do some elements too. So the elements, fire, earth, air, water, you're actually really balanced. Um, you're not really low. I mean, your lowest is earth and water, but they're really kind of, you're really well balanced. I don't see that very often, but so like, for example, the work parts of your chart, like what you do for a job and career that's represented by fire. So you sitting in a cubicle nine to five would like put out your fire so fast. You need to move, you need to express yourself, (laughs) you need to connect with people, you need to spread joy. That's that fire element. And that shows up strongest for you in the work parts of the chart. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. where people have air element in their work, the work parts of the chart, they're more intellectual and they can just sit at a desk and like just use their brain all day. Um, where oh. you more need to like move and use your body and spread joy and connect with people. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Totally makes sense. Did you ever have like a cubicle corporate bullshit Oh, job? yeah. Yeah, I was okay. terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll share this story at like how I was a bad employee of like I managed the fitness centers and then I got a job in HR. So I would oversee the gym and I would get there at like 9 a.m sit in my fucking cube for two hours take a two-hour lunch work out hang out in the gym come back <laughs> leave at like four people were like what are you doing and I'd be like don't worry about it I'm just trying to live I can't yes. get in bed in the morning <laughs> oh that so the signs that represent you and at work are Aries and Leo so you're like out <laughs> I gotta, I'm just gonna do whatever <laughs> like gotta go do something yeah so thanks for sharing that story. That's a good one. Um, and I know we've talked a little bit. Uh, you do have a mediumship gift in your chart, and this is 12th house Scorpio territory. And we've talked before about you're not a medium that sees ghosts with messages for loved ones like other mediums. You're almost like, how, what's another definition for medium? Like you are there facilitating other people connecting. There, Yeah, you're conduit. a conduit. Yeah. And that might go next level in this lifetime so heads up you can I feel like we can turn this on or off in our chart and accept it or reject it and if you want to actually develop mediumship gifts yourself without the hypnosis you have the cosmic ingredients to do that 
whoa, Meredith. Yeah. So, but of course, yeah. make sure that resonates with you. There's a little bit of shadowy totally stuff does. there. <laughs> um, there's a little bit of Lilith in this mix and Lilith is more of the dark feminine. So this is some witchy stuff. Maybe there's a curse from a past lifetime. Like I've seen that show up in the last couple of months. Um, there's a little oh. bit of maybe a fear around this because you got burned um, by practicing this kind of stuff in past lifetimes. Have you pulled in any witchy lives where you were like a shaman or? Yeah. Medium? Yeah, oh, you, I you was. Okay. Yeah, I've been, um, I've killed myself, I've been mm. killed, I've been, and um, yeah, a few of them were actually like killed for the work I was doing. So whether it was like what we would maybe today call some form of activism, question mark, I don't know, I was like a spy oh, yeah, prostitute. That's, um past life Aquarius is activism revolutionary in whatever capacity that looks like you can yes yeah. yeah I've been like a circle leader I don't know what we were doing but we were like in this circle and I was killed there okay uh, yeah I, there's been a number of them like a medicine woman I was like an herbalist or whatever yeah oh I wonder do you know if you had a relationship in that herbalist lifetime that kind of speaks to your Chiron um anyway just let me to explore because um, there's there's all these talents in your birth chart and it's so cool and I, I get a lot more people now that have had past life regressions and it just blows my mind continuously how it's it matches so the chart. Cool. It's so yes. cool. It's bumpy constantly. There it is. That is our episode for today. I can't thank you enough for being here, listening, sharing this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for being open to the power of these fun conversations. I started this podcast because I felt alone in these weirdo thoughts. So having these conversations on a very frequent basis publicly, while sometimes is scary, has introduced me to a world of people. And I can't say it enough, you all help me feel normal in the best way possible. So thank you. Thank you for being you and thank you for being here. As always, take anything from this episode that has helped you and just leave the rest.